Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, familias, community, and our businesses. Remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this blogcast, the Biz Bruja herself, Vanessa Codornu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Hola, bienvenidos. I am so excited to be here with all of you today. And I was sitting here like, de qué hablo hoy? What should I talk about today? Because there's really so much that's come up and so much that I want to share because I do know that it's of value. As a spiritual Latina who's been on this journey decades, not only is just a spiritual human being on this crazy ass planet, but also as a bruja, as a curandera, as a medicine woman, as someone who grew up in a spiritual home and is always trying to make sense of it. We're always trying to make sense of what we know spiritually and then facing the realities of what we are seeing every day, whether it is another mass shooting, another political disappointment, another research survey or information that comes out that food that we were told or a product that we were told worked for us suddenly doesn't. I find that speaking to a lot of spiritual folks, brujas y curanderas y medicine folks, there's this duality that we're always trying to make sense of. And so I'm excited to have this conversation with you all today because I feel that we're similar whether you grew up in a spiritual home or not, you know that there's more to life than what you've been taught. There's more to life than what you have maybe even created or been guided to. And you've been brave enough to do the work, to start doing the work, to start exploring your own intuition, to start exploring y reclamando your ancestral gifts, to know that just because you've been told that something is wrong that it isn't because you feel it in your heart and you're called to it deeply deeply and so let's dive in today and what I feel like we should talk about is what I wanted to talk about a couple of weeks ago which was about intuition and love right intuition and love and so I think that there's a big fantasy out there that you're going to know who your partner is when you see them now, that doesn't mean that it won't happen, right? Remember, intuition is highly unique, is highly personal. I think that it is one of our senses that allows us to perceive the unseen world, make sense of it. We are also always sending invisible information out into the world. We're also always receiving it. And the way we become a really good intuitive or a really good psychic, and what I mean by really good means that we can read the energetic information in a way that's supportive because I've met a lot of folks who are like, I know because of this, because I dreamt this and I dreamt that and they're stuck in their life 
or they're always looking for clues to guide them into spaces that actually don't bring them joy, don't bring them gratitudeness. I think that the service that intuition gives us, the intuition, the inner knowing, is that it guides us through life to manage the disappointments, to manage the human cycle of existence, el ciclo de humanidad, right, of existence. Because again, I've said this before, no matter how intuitive, how psychic we are, we're just not going to escape illness, loss, grief. I mean, we've been slapped with that, right, upside the head and up, down and sideways, especially um, since COVID began Because we've always lost people, but we've lost people in unprecedented numbers. Um, and then people have passed from many other things, right? Many other illnesses and situations. And so we all know that our psychic ability or intuitive ability cannot allow us to escape. It can, however, allow us to handle what comes our way. I think you all know that in 2012, December 21st, 2012, it was funny. I had a blog at that time. People were like, oh, my God, it's the end of the Mayan calendar. What does it mean? Are we going to end? Are we going to die? What's going to happen? You know, and I was like, no, people, no, we're going into transition, right? And that's not really the end of the Mayan calendar. It's just the way we're reading it. And um, and that's the information I knew I had at the time, 10 years ago. And then I remember finding myself laying down in the back of a car And my guide's going, sit up straight so you don't break your back. And me sitting up, like, okay, it's 6.30 in the morning. Can I sleep? Can I rest? We were headed on a family vacation. One of my brothers and his family was in front of us. My parents had the car in the middle. My other brother and his family were behind us. And so then I hear, take off your heavy bracelet, you know, so you don't hurt your wrist. So I take it off. Make sure your parents have their seatbelt on. My mom didn't. She put it on. If she didn't have it on after what went on happened, she would not have survived. And so I'm getting this information, right? We lose control of the car when the tire explodes and we're headed towards this truck. And I'm like, wow, is this the way the Vanessa life ends? Like, dudes, like I didn't even go full time, mi gente. Like I didn't go full time, my books, all the things that I still wanted to do and create. And, and I was like, I didn't even go to Peru. You know, this was 10 years ago. And I was like, por favor. And spirit's like, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Everything's fine. You're surviving. Everything's great. You're going to be better than ever. Everything's going to be fine. You know, and as we flipped over three times, as my dad was able to get control of the wheel and we were, we flipped over three times um, and I stayed in place, holding myself in place. My mom had a minor heart attack from the seatbelt and I, maybe the fright. Uh, there was little bits of glass on my dad's head, nothing serious. And for me, who had no seatbelt, I really pushed myself in. I mean, I didn't even have like a sprained wrist, a sprained ankle. I had one little black and blue on my arm that I kept joking about. That that's where the angel had pushed me in the seat to keep me in place. And so I share this with you, this story with you, because intuition has saved my life, like literally saved my life. How are you in a car laying down, right? Laying down with no seatbelt. And I had just had major abdominal surgery two months ago. I still was not great because I didn't know in my body, right? And you come out, you don't have glass in your hair, even though glass was shattering around me. You don't have like a sprained ankle from pushing into the ground. And so intuition is very personal. It will come through to us in different ways, but objectivity is always there. Your intuition is your higher self, is your deepest knowing, sees the bigger picture isn't freaking out because it knows that you're eternal, right? It knows that I'm eternal. So it was like, you're going to be okay. Just sit up straight so you don't break your back. Do this, do that, ask this, ask that. And I did it. 
I did it without questions. Lo hice because I have a relationship with my intuition. When my intuition is like, girl, don't go that way. I have learned now because I didn't know this in my early 20s. I was still like, I bet, oh, I like them. Or I really want that job. Or, oh, can we work on it? Can I let a candle? Can I shift it? And then we're like, no. And I still did it. And then I was like, damn. And I got slapped, right? Slapped by life itself, not really my guides. And so I share this story of how our intuition can save our lives. Our intuition can give us just enough information to make a decision. And the way that we learn to read that information for ourselves is going to make all the difference in the world. I did not sit there and be like, oh, let me pull a card. I didn't be like, oh, let me pull a rune. It was like, oh, they told me to sit up straight so I don't break my back. Boom. Ahí está. Let's do it. I have to take this off. Okay. And I know why I had to take off that bracelet because I wound up pushing that into the front seat and then pushing my body back and my legs were pushed into the ground like this. And so that's how I stayed in place. And so learning to understand your own intuitive system, how it works takes time. And I would say track it. You know, we're talking about tracking, tracking in the wild, tracking in the forest, tracking the animal prints in the ground, Tracking is something indigenous folks do, de todo el mundo, de todo el países. We read, right? We read the animal footprints in the, in the land or in the sand or in the grass. We read the pattern of birds. We learn to commune with nature. We did. Many folks still do. A lot of us in the city have to relearn that. I know when I can sense my plant is droopy, And I just know, I go over there, I'm like, mm, this sun is not right for her. And I pick her up and I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. And I start walking around my apartment and then I feel it and I take them. And so we learn to have relationships with the environment, with elements, with ourselves, with our intuition. And the more we pay attention, the more we understand. It's not about jumping to conclusions. It's not about, oh, I saw in this movie that when this happens, this happens. No, let's clear all that out. Let's understand that nuestra intuición is highly personal. Like I said before, with dreams in my family, something means one thing. For me, it means another thing. If I was going along with my family said, our predictions would have been wrong. My understanding would have been wrong. And so get that little notebook. Call it the intuition notebook, el, the journal of el alma, whatever you want to call it. El camino a la intuición, el camino a mi ser. And just start writing down when you sense things and feel things. Because it's going to be really, really important when we come to love. And we're going to talk about love. Now, There's this big fantasy, they said, that you're going to see somebody across the room and you're going to know. It could happen. It could happen. Right? I can't say that it won't. But I have met so many people. Remember, I've read over 12,000 people at this time. Remember that I used to be at a top talent agency in New York when I was in my early 20s, but they sent me out to book launches and book events. And I'd sit there and read 30, 40 people like five minutes, right? Just like boom, 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 all night for hours while the music's are going dunch, dunch, dunch. I had my little card, people followed up with me and I started doing readings. And I was reading folks all over the city, read celebrities, read people from Hay House, read corporate people. I was brought into corporate sessions. How did I get so on point? by understanding how the invisible world speaks to me, by understanding how my own instrument, my mind, body, my mind, body, and spirit, means instrumento is talking to me. So there's no total shortcuts, my people, because I've seen really awesome intuitive people get, you know, very egocentric and very get like, I know my shit, and the, they didn't take their time, and then they were totally wrong and disappointed. And so what we want to do is no matter how psychic we are and intuitive we are and spiritual we are, to still be humble, right? 
and to take the time to understand. Because when it comes to love, so much is at play. So much is at play. We've got unhealed trauma. We've got like our first family's trauma, our original organic fam, right? Our mom, our dad, our grandparents, whoever raised us, we've got trauma from that. We've got even trauma from family order. I'm the eldest. Of course, I'm going to take care of people. And guess what? I have tended to date people who are not the oldest siblings, maybe once or twice, maybe once or twice. But if I deal with somebody who may be the youngest sibling and hasn't done any work, I might be taking care of them because that's my role. So when it comes to love, let's talk about the different ways that intuition could be muddled first let's talk about how it could be muddled and one is because we got trauma people all of us right i even know folks whose parents had the most amazing love affair and love relationship and they're traumatized because they're like shit i am never going to be able to get what they had i've worked with so many people on that in hypnosis i'm telling you over 100 people and so people could even have some situations mindsets beliefs that are blocking them because their parents got along so well Se amaban tanto that some part of them is like, I'll never have a partner like my dad. I'll never have a partner like my mom. I'll never have this relationship. They have the ultimate, ya no mas. And they compare everybody to these people and don't allow the relationship to advance. So that's one of the ways that your intuition in love life could be scrambled because we got trauma. Whether it's like, uh-oh, mom and dad didn't get along. Oh, shit, they got along. It could be either or. It could be everything in between. Number two. Societal expectation. Every country, every culture, every society has expectations. You know, it's so funny because my mom is an independent woman, was an independent woman, and she started her own magazine. She was speaking on radio and doing stuff on her own. And she did not come from like a media family or a rich family. She came from like middle, I think middle class. And they didn't understand what she was doing at the time. Like, ay, Dios mío, que loca. Why are you going to work in radio? Why are you trying to work in a newsroom surrounded by men? All the stuff that happened to her in Argentina, right, in the 60s. But even she, an independent person, would sometimes be like, oh, maybe when you go to Pennsylvania with your husband, he'll buy you a house. Now, that's not outlandish. A lot of people believe in that. But knowing me, I'm somebody that is like, mm-mm, that shit's half-half. That's just how I am. I've been independent all my life. And so those societal expectations affect us in our love life in terms of our intuition. Because let's just say your mom and dad have been like, oh, yeah, you need a man que te mantenga, una mujer que te cocine, a woman who cooks every day, a man who's going to take care of you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying they're bad, by the way. It's all unique. It's what you want, how you want it, what serves you, right? I'm not saying whether it's bad or good. I'm just talking about myself. I also am Venus and Aries people. I got, you know, Lilith in the first house. Of course, I'm independent. I'm going to make my own money and keep making my own money. That's just how it goes, right? But it's not bad if you are somebody like, oh, he better take care of me. That's all good. If you have these societal expectations and familiar family expectations that you haven't looked at, what winds up happening is your intuition could bring you to someone. It could bring you to someone because it's what you need, quote unquote, right? Actually, no, take those quotes off. It's literally what you need. But you are looking for the right person. Now you put the quotes on. According to the beliefs that you've been told. So you've been told, oh, he's got to take care of me. She's got to cook every day. She's got to be like this. He's got to be like that. They got to be like this. 
And your intuition, instead of being clear and objective, has to go through the filter of the trauma. Then it has to go through the filter of the societal expectation. And so your pobre intuition, right? So I'm just going to say, this is your trauma. This is societal expectation, right? And your intuition is like, oh, let me see the vision. Let me see the vision. So what I did, people, is I put one selenite stick one way. I put another selenite stick up the other way. So it's crossing like that, right? And your intuition is like, oh, let me try to see what's happening. That's why healing, looking at our societal expectations. Now I'm putting one of the selenite sticks down. Trauma allows us to tap into our intuition for everything, for work, for love, for our own well-being. But we got to know that we are reading, perceiving, picking up through filters, right? What else? Past experiences and love are going to filter you. So now you got trauma. So I'm putting up one stick. You got societal expectations. You got past loves, betrayals, stories you've heard. You can have past life stuff. So I'm putting up all these sticks right now, selenite, all crossing. And so that's what happens if we're not doing a spiritual practice that gets us back to basics and allows us to perceive even if everything isn't healed, right? Because to say, I'm not going to have clear intuition until I'm completely healed is also bullshit because it could take lifetimes, right? We're doing our best and awareness is going to help us. And so We've got trauma, we've got past life trauma, we got ancestral trauma, we got societal expectations. We have also our sense of self that was shaped by, of course, our family, our experiences. Are we loving ourselves? Do we know what we expect? I know some people who are like, I don't care if he listens to me, as long as he pays for all my shit, I don't care. But in the end of the day, when they were in the relationship and they weren't being heard and listened to and seen and felt and, and really received fully, they were not happy. But they heard that somewhere. It made their, maybe they were an earth sign, who knows? I've never been like that, but, right? Maybe they were an earth sign. It's like, no, I need security from someone else. If they give me that, then I can feel good. And where's the other stuff? And so when we're dealing with love, it's really important for us to not bypass our own healing, our own diving deep. And we're going to do this for the rest of our lives, my people. I've been dating since I'm 15. <laughs> and what was it? The Sex in the City, Charlotte and Sex in the City, who I am not Charlotte. But she was like, I've been dating since I'm 15. Where is he? Where are they? I am exhausted. At one point, that was me, right? Because I met my, met my husband uh, in my 40s. And... But everybody else who came before was important. And so when it comes to love, we cannot bypass the learning that our soul is here to do by trying to force something that looks good on paper, looks good to what we think is our intuition, looks good to our trauma, Right. Like, oh, I'm so scared to be out there. I don't want to date. This person makes me feel safe. I don't know if we get along, really, but I feel OK because they have similar trauma. Let's get together. We all do this. It's OK. There's no shaming here. But let's take a moment again 
to not bypass the healing that we actually need to do and the unpacking. Now, our intuition can help us with this, right? We can get a journal. We could sit down. We could ground our feet on the ground, feel our booty in the seat, allow us to go deep. Let's do that right now. Let's take a deep breath. So if you have a moment, if you're not driving, allow your eyes to gently close. Let's bounce on the seat for a minute. Siéntate el culito ahí, right there. Feel your little butt right there, your, your booty, whatever size it is, right there in the chair. It's there. We're here. Allowing ourselves to return to our body. Taking another deep breath in. As we allow ourselves to be here, present. Calling in our well ancestors and those doing the work on the other side. Calling in our deepest knowing, our higher self, our eternal soul. Calling in the beautiful angels and guides that have been walking with us since we extended from source. As we allow ourselves to go even deeper, trusting, noticing our breath and allowing ourselves to go deeper. Sintiendo la respiración profundo, profundo. Profundamente en el diafragma, in the diaphragm, low in the belly. And as we allow ourselves to go deeper, let's ask our higher self, our deepest knowing, what do I most need to know about my love life at this moment? Taking a breath in and allowing the information to come through. taking another breath in and breathing deeply and asking what needs healing, what energies, what patterns still need healing within me? What energies or patterns still need healing within me in order to allow myself to have the most amazing love relationship possible? And one more. How can I release patterns, ways of being, mindsets, past relationship trauma that no longer serves the person that I am today? How can I begin to release the past? Taking another deep breath in. Knowing within minutes, hours, and days, more answers will come. Giving thanks. And gently returning. Now, I did that without a lot of preparation. I didn't even know I was going to go in, right? Just so you know that this can be done at any place at any time. We don't need El Agua Florida, though it's right here. So we could cleanse ourselves right before it. We don't need all the stones. So you saw that I have a ton of selenite and you heard that I had a ton of selenite as I was using it as an example. We don't need the incense and all the things. Yes, they help us. Do we love them? Sure. But wherever you're at, whenever you're in a situation or whenever you have a moment, pidiendo nuestro ser interior que por favor nos sirva, asking your higher self to serve us, to help us break through and understand. So we know we got traumas, we got past life relationships, we got past lives, we got ancestral stories, we've got the current relationships. And then we have our unexpressed, and then we have also our unexpressed desires. 
Now, a lot of folks, as I said earlier, expect that they're going to walk into a space, be like, oh my God, this is the person. When you walk into a place or a date or see somebody and you get, this is my person, it could be that legit, that's your person. So let's start with the positive. Legit, it could be that that's your person. Two, it could be it reminds you of something that makes you feel comfortable, like traumatic relationships with family or positive ones. Three, it could be the person that you were crushing on when you were little. Like I know who I was crushing on when I was little, tall, dark, handsome. Always, 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 always. And all the stories and all the movies and all the things. I've dated blonde, blue-eyed people. Who do I always navigate to in the room? Tall, dark, handsome. Maybe it's in my DNA. Maybe it is whatever. But that's, but again, I've been open to other relationships. And maybe it's like a fantasy that we're being guided by. Now, fantasies could be supportive in finding our partner because they could tell us something about ourselves and what we're wanting, what we're missing, what needs healing. And I know I could feel it. You're like, well, Vanessa, now we know that we have all this stuff that is mercuring up our intuition, right? But I want to tell some stories. Not everything is what it seems. Not everything is what it seems. That's why not jumping to conclusions is key. That's why doing the work is key. That's why maybe tracking stuff down, writing it down until you really get your intuition is going to be really important because I talk to other healers and a lot of healers, they sense things, they feel things, but they don't get like direct information. I talk to a lot of healers who are like, well, I sense this energy or I sense this thing. I'm one of those readers, healers that I'm like going to get all the, I'm going to get like, and I'm like, okay, thank you. So I told a story, I think in another, um, so it takes, so it takes time in other words, but wherever you're at, whether it's energy, whether you sense something, respect it, honor it. So what I was going to tell the story is that um, somebody who is in the wellness field called me and she was complaining and she was saying, look, I walked in a room, I saw my husband across the room, we dated, we were together, and I think they were in their 20s, like early 20s when this happened, and I, it was that was it, that was it, and they got married, they were happy, same culture, right, and Next thing you know, they're having a divorce. So this person says to me, no, no, my intuition sucks. I don't believe in it. And I said, well, what happened when you went in the room? And they said, well, I knew this is going to be my husband. Well, they were your husband. Yeah, but, you know, it didn't last forever. I'm like, did your intuition say it was going to be forever? Did you sense it was going to be forever? Or did you project that it was going to be forever? And she was like, oh, okay. So I was like, did your intuition really lead you astray? Or did your human expectation? And so I tell this story because human expectation and spirit reality are two different things. Um, when we're attuned to spirituality, and even when we're not attuned to spirit and to el alma and to our deep understanding, we're still going to be guided to experiences and situations that will make no damn sense to our everyday realidad, to our lives. It's going to be crazy. Like when I had to leave my apartment and go travel and live on people's couches, you know, now that's a little more common. There are more stories of people doing that, but that was crazy to me. I'm not going to leave my apartment. I'm a responsible person. I don't do this shit. But I was back in less than four months, already making six figures. I was already making 10 a month and able to support myself and pay for my $2,000 rent by myself. And so even though it was crazy and people didn't understand it, spirits like, you got to get the hell out. You got to move out, girl. You got to do this. It wasn't my desire. It wasn't my expectation. It wasn't something that I wanted. 
it was that wacky reality. And so we're coming in after the new moon in Aquarius during Aquarius season. And it makes sense. A lot of times your intuition is going to guide you into situations that may not make sense. Now, please don't jump to conclusions and get yourself into dire situations, right? Don't get yourself into dire situations that you can't get out of because, you know, warning label, okay? We are human. We are eternal in the soul, but the body has, you know, things can happen to us. We want to be careful. And so this person suddenly got it. They were like, oh, Vanessa, like, this is so true. It was me and my expectations. I said, right. And then I asked them, how did this relationship serve you? And they started to count the ways. What did you learn from this relationship? Boo, 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 boo. I go, right. The person that chose this relationship at 22 is not the same person that is sitting here in front of me at 36. And so it depends. As I said earlier, some people are going to meet their person at 17, be married to them for 40 years, go through their ups and downs, go through all their changes and expansion and up-leveling and the downloads and all of the shifts and transformaciones with the person. There exists people like that and couples like that. There also exist people that, like me, that went through a lot of relationships and went through a lot of dating because I was up-leveling and shifting and changing, meeting past life partners, meeting um, relationships that were teaching me things, healing my own understanding what things were. I'll give you a personal story. I'll give you a couple of personal stories. So I remember meeting someone, and when I first saw them in the app, let me tell you, eHarmony, they said they were an actor, they were involved in politics, had been to the Peace Corps, that they were a poet, I mean, spiritual, spoke Quechua, spoke Spanish, spoke English. I was like, and they were handsome. I was like, damn, a spiritual activist, artistic, aware person. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with it. I was like going to move them into the trash or whatever it is. But I let it go because it was December 24th, right? I think it was 2007. I had just broken up that year. I had canceled a wedding with somebody I'd been with for seven years. And so I was new to the apps, 2007. And the next morning, my guys are like, by the way, we know that you really don't want to deal with this person, but this person can teach you so much about yourself. Don't get it twisted. You're not going to be with them forever. Don't try to hold on because you probably will. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to deal with this person. I just felt it. Spirit's like, there's a lot to learn here about yourself, about spirituality, about intuition. And I was like, ay, Dios mío. So I wound up reaching out to the person. We went on the date. They were odd. You know, they were in Aquarius too. <laughs> but they were odd in the way that they, they were like very self-protective, I could tell. But then they kept calling. It took time for them to call, but they kept calling. And we went into a relationship that spanned several years on and off. I had other boyfriends in between. And, you know, psychics would read me, be like, oh, my God, that past life relationship, this is what happened to their life. And the downloads and the dreams and the healings. Just because I had past lives with this person, just because I remembered that did not mean it was going to last. In fact, it didn't end pretty. Now we're on peaceful terms. And the whole time, if you remember from the beginning, I was like, ooh, yo no quiero esto. I don't want to, he's cute, but I can't, no puedo. And Spirit's like, you're going to learn a lot. So I willingly went into the fire with a past life love to burn my ass again and learn some things. Now, that relationship taught me that I was settling for too little, although that's not a pattern of mine. 
that I started to think that this person could be, it was like almost la última Coca-Cola en el desierto, you know, the last Coca-Cola in the desert. And it started to narrow my view because I was like, oh my God, you know, this is it. This is it. This is it. All the past lives, all the things. They dream about me. I dream about them. We have similar dreams. Da, da, da. Dee, dee, dee. Do, do, do. No. In fact, I look at my life now. I am so, so, so grateful that we're not together. I would not have been a happy camper with this person. Not at all. No. And one of the things that I learned too, because he left New York and went back to Michigan, Kalamazoo, and I continued, like I started to build my business. And I remember this very specific moment where I was at the worst point of my, one of the worst, because at that point it was the worst, but then, you know, when you half your family passes away, that's like the worst. And then when you're getting married and your people are struggling to survive with through COVID and Delta and, and, and struggling in the hospital, then that becomes the worst. There's so many worse after that. But to that point in my life, 2012 was like the worst, right? Car accident, major surgery, layoff, not being able to afford my rent, struggling uh, emotionally, physically. I told my partner, that, that guy at that time, Spirit is telling me to create a $9,000 program called the Urban Priestess. This person was so scared for their own, their own insecurities that they told me not to do it. And several other people told me not to do it. And Spirit said, nah, you got to keep doing it. My mom was scared for me, but she backed me up. Some of my friends did not back me up. And that relationship and that time taught me that when I bet on myself, and this is for all of you, when you bet on yourself and you truly have developed this relationship with your intuition, where you trust yourself beyond anybody else, because let it be known, I do trust myself for a long time now beyond anything and anyone. And when I mean anything, I do trust spirit above all things, right? But spirit flows through me, speaks to me, through me, also through people. But I am the main connection. And that really had me thinking because I did move forward, my people. Mi gente, I did my urban priestess mastery, right? I had to like barter for the banner for this. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. And that's the year I hit my six figures. But that is something that was inconceivable to this guy with all this education, all this travel all over the world to sit and create a $9,000 program online, have 20 teachers, diverse teachers, diverse teachers, teachers that were priests in Yoruba, that were sitting in sweat lodge and guiding sweat lodge from the Lakota tradition, people who were Celtic priestesses that I had people from all over in 2012, 2013. And my partner didn't back me up because they didn't have that within them. It took us time to break up, but one of the big things that I learned is, because I didn't let it happen, was that I had to bet on myself no matter what. And no amount of MFN, past lives, psychic readings, card pulls, runes, whatever you wanna call it, none of that, none of it was going to top what I felt, what I knew was true. 
So thankfully that relationship ended. They're doing something else with someone else and living their own life, right? I'm doing my own thing and I'm still here doing my own thing. And so I could share that there was an, but I knew, I knew in the beginning. So I went into the fire and I was like, all right, let's get some karma burnt. Let's live and let's learn. And I did learn and I learned what I wanted. And I knew that I needed someone, even if they weren't, you know, um, versed in spirituality, the way I speak it, they would stand by my side. And even if they were scared shitless and were like, oh my God, nunca visto una cosa así. I've never seen such a thing. They would be like, you know what? I'm scared and I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't know where to start. But you trust yourself and you move forward and you go. And I got you. And that's what I learned from that. Had another relationship where I was in a car going up and down Queens Boulevard and my friends. We were, where were we? Yeah, my friend was driving her car. And um, so the Scorpio was driving the car. I was with another tourist and I'm a tourist son. And here we are, we drive by this Irish bar and something goes, you need to stop and go in there. And I'm like, no, no, I don't even drink. I don't even like to, what, what is this Irish bar? Who am I going to meet in an Irish bar that I would like when I don't drink? What is about to happen here? And it was like, you must go in there. You have a karmic appointment. So I said, I have to go in there. I have to go in there. I have to meet somebody. So my tourist friend who knew me was like telling the Scorpio girl, you better pull over because she needs to meet somebody. When she says some shit, the shit's about to go down. So we pulled over, found some parking, walked in. I literally walked towards the end of this bar and turned around to drown into the most deepest, most beautiful eyes and this beautiful, innocent, loving smile. And this guy was with his family and half of his family, they were Polish, but half of his family was from or had moved or left Poland and gone to Argentina. And so some of them were like, hola, como estas? And I'm like, ay, Dios mío, yo también, you know. And we proceeded to have a relationship where I knew, because I went home and I'm like, no, this person's too young. You know, they were seven years younger. It's like, this person's too young. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't do this. I'm looking for something serious. And I went home and spirits like, Vanessa, in another life, you were not very nice. This person was a woman. You were a man and you were going off to battle and doing whatever you did. You need to come back. Amends must be made. I was like, Dang, oh my God, I do this. We went on a date to which I knew as I sat at the date at the table, I said to myself, he loves my confidence the most. But sometimes when someone is unhealthy or not working on themselves or unaware the thing that we're attracted to or the thing that they're attracted to the most when they first meet you could be the thing that actually annoys them the most or separates you in the end. It could be. It depends if they learn to integrate that which they're projecting onto you, okay? Meaning, if a, if a person has disassociated from their inner masculine and then they meet you and you've got these masculine energies, you know, what we call that now this time, I really don't love talking about it that way, but I do it because it's a language we all understand. If they don't learn to integrate the masculine within themselves and just project it onto you, eventually they're not going to like you for that. The same thing with the feminine. There's people who are attracted to very, very feminine women, right? Who lean more into the feminine because they themselves feel the lack of their own feminine energy or unhealed feminine energy. And they wind up dating somebody or getting involved with somebody who has a lot of that to balance themselves out not understanding like that's supposed to inspire, but then you've got to do the work yourself, right? To work on that. 
And so I could tell that this person had a lot of feminine energy going on in a very masculine body and that they were reacting to my confidence, to my strength. They were reacting to my Venus and Aries people. That was like, da, 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 da. And they're like, I love your confidence. I love your courage. I love the way you're just like, you know, creating your own business and you're doing this stuff and nobody's doing it. And you're online and you're teaching classes. Through. And I said, you know, I can't, I can't date you. And he's like, why? And he's like, all you do is work and you're working, working. And at that time I was on the board of Reveal, which was the first conference around women's spirituality, the fourth wave, right? Of women's feminism, women's spirituality. And it was called Reveal the Next Generation of Feminine Spirituality. I was the only Latina on the board. And then, you know, we were there with Latham Thomas, uh, Gabby Bernstein. We were there with... um, I forget her name, Megan Watterson, uh, Raw Goddess. There were a lot of other folks like that, right? So this is back in the day, day. So was it 2008, 2009, 2009? And what I learned in this relationship, being with somebody younger, they helped me not be so serious. My Gemini was like a little bit squashed at that time. And they were Pisces, right? North Node in Pisces. That's what I'm aspiring to in my destiny, right? To go with the flow more. This person went with the flow a lot. And the relationship ended. It wasn't a match. It wasn't a fit, just like I knew. And I had said to him, the thing that you like about me so much, my courage, my strength, my energy, I think you're not going to like it in the end. And that's exactly what happened. He was like, wow, you have opinions. I was like, ooh, you got to go. Um, The relationship ended and I walked away and spirit's like, yeah, the karma's fixed. The karma's done. And what wound up happening is I came into his life. I inspired him and like, I relaxed more around him and we went away in Pennsylvania. We were by a lake. We were like eating better food because he loved to cook. It was a lot of that. He loved to garden, organic stuff. I started started to slow down in my life and not be so work intensive. He started to get more focused on like, okay, how do I deal with my ADHD to get ahead and do what I have to do in my life? And so there was this rebalancing and then there was an ending. And so I never layered on in those two relationships. Well, a little bit in the first one. The first one I got attached. Oh, it's going to be forever. I listened to my intuition. Fast forward to my husband now, right? When I first left New York and I came here, people said to me, oh, is he the one? He's the one. He's the one. He's the one. And I was like, I don't know. They're like, but you're psychic. How could you not know? He's the one right now. Where I'm at right now in 20, end of 2015, I don't know if we're going to grow enough together to stay together. That remains to be seen. And people were perplexed. They were perplexed because somehow we tend to think that certain things like love are always etched in stone in terms of intuition and psychic readings. You're going to marry this person. It's just this person. Now that might happen. That is just this one person you're supposed to be with. But in general, in general, what I've seen Remember, I've been reading people since I'm 16, and I have only told two people that I saw them getting married because I don't like to do that. Otherwise, people start acting weird when you do a reading. Then you tell people that they're going to marry somebody. They become suddenly the wifey or the husband or the wifey wifey, whatever it may be, or the partner, without actually being there. So you start acting weird like you're already in that level when you're not in that level. So when I do readings, I'm like... You know, they asked me that. I'm like, well, it's not, it could happen. And there's a potential if there is. But I don't like to say that. I only said it twice and they're married. They got married and they're still married because it was so clear they were supposed to. But the thing is this, with spirit, there is change. 
with spirit and truth and grace and forgiveness and healing, right? Otherwise, things would just be written. Look, we would just be born and we would just be working out on a program. We would just be like little little icons walking across God or the universes or the goddess's screen, just filling out some pre-written program of our lives. And that's really not the case. We are consciously co-creating our lives and our healing shifts the patterns and the energies. Our awareness shifts the patterns and the energies. Our ability to say no to things that no longer serve us. Our ability to end relationships that no longer serve us. And please, I don't want you to all run out and like end marriages and end relationships. I'm not talking about that. It is assessing where we still need to do the work. We can do the work with our partners. I've seen a lot of new age men and women, like one of, you know, spiritual new age or like newly shamans, new shamans, um, they leave their partners and then they go through hell with all these very open spiritual people who want to have a million partners. And then they come back, they're like, oh my God, why did I go my husband? They may not have, or wife, they may not have understood, but now I'm lost in this world with no rules. And so, you know, the grass is always greener. So if you're in a relationship and you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, I feel like they don't fit anymore. Take a moment, breathe, and ask yourself what you're learning, how you can heal. And is there any way to communicate this in a way that you're not blaming them? And so, as I said earlier, somebody said, is it your partner the one? And I was like, I don't know, because you know, they, 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 right? We didn't even get married until 2021. Do I believe it's going to last forever? I sure hope so. Am I doing the work? Sure. And, and don't our businesses change? Don't our bodies change? Don't our way of, doesn't like the way that we look at the world, como cambia as we get older, as we things shift? There's so much in this world that is guiding us to change and most of us are fighting it. And so allow yourself to have the downs, the highs in a relationship. And remember that when you're using your intuition to read a situation, we must account for the fact that we're going to try to layer on our expectations and our dreams on it. I can tell you this was a shocking thing. I, this suddenly came up in my mind. I had a partner who wound up cheating. We broke up. It was in my 20s. And I won't go into, and the way I found out is I went to my first women's retreat and I think it was 1990, 1990, no, 1999, it was 1998 or 1999. And there I was, and I saw him in a meditation. He came and said, look, I did something really bad, blah, blah, blah. And I came back, found out he cheated. We broke up. I broke up with him. I was like, I cannot handle this shit
and they're going to be very unhappy and they're going to be calling you back. And they did. They married the person. They moved with the person somewhere else. And then the person slapped them with the Bible and was like, out of nowhere, that this person didn't expect, was like, please, I can't be having all this sex. But they were married already. So it was a very interesting turn of events that I saw on the cards. But it also said stay away. And I did. And so we can read relationships. We could read things. I don't suggest that you read the future of a relationship too much because what it will do it will cloud you. It will cloud you. I remember when I was like 21 and my guys were like, don't get too attached. You're going to meet a guy who has a guy named so-and-so and he has Mars and Sag, blah, blah, blah. And he has this and he has that. And don't get too attached. Past life love. It's going to work out. I met him on the third or fourth date. He's like, don't think I'm weird. We were like 21, 22, but I have a guy named this. And I went and grabbed my little diary and I went, look, my journal. Mira, I had an automatic writing that told me this about you. It's you, it's you, it's you. And that's pretty intense when you meet soulmates and you have evidence. You're like, this is forever. My soulmate, my this. But spirits like, don't get too attached. They are now married to somebody else. They're happy. We spent a couple of years together. We had our karma. We had our story. And I tried not to read for the future because my guides told me in the beginning, they're like, don't get too attached. Have some fun. Clear some karma. Live your life. This is a beautiful relationship from the past. Clear some karma, love each other, but you got to move on. You're not meant for each other. And I was like, no. And I was mad at my guides because I'm like, you know, you know how to ruin a person's life by telling them this. And so one, if you're strong enough to understand that, yes, something could be temporary and you can have fun, do it. Read on it. Intuit it. Understand it. Honor it. But two, if you're really in love and they're really in love and you're in a relationship and you don't know, try not to layer the expectations of a rune or a reading, go with the flow and, and be genuine in your present moment and understand that just as we can shift things and things end, things can also shift and then they deepen and get better. And so I hope that this has made sense because I did not write it out. I was going to go with the flow, but it became very long. And it's a long, long story to really talk about how healing and honoring ourselves is going to guide us to the greatest love the greatest love with ourselves first to do the healing work, to love ourselves enough. Even if other people haven't taken the time, even if our family hasn't seen us, hasn't heard us, maybe if we were overlooked, unattended, parentalized, now we get the chance. We get the chance to give us ourselves a big ass hug and be like, mi amor, yo te quiero tanto. I'm going to take you as to therapy. I'm going to take you to the gym. I'm going to give you space. I'm not going to rush you. And we are going to love ourselves more than we could ever imagine. And then that love for ourselves extends into the love of what is around us. Nature, pets, plants, people, community. And when we love ourselves and we have this divine connection and we clear, because sometimes we have to clear the path of the divine connection too, because sometimes we're mad. We're like, well, God wasn't there when this happened to me. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. When we have this incredible love for ourselves, and it takes time, it's a work in progress, we make better choices. And I want to leave you with this. If you're involved with somebody, dating somebody, in love with somebody, interested in someone, and you ask yourself, would I want my child to date this person? Would I want my child to be in this relationship? And your answer is no. Why are you doing it to yourself? Right? Why? 
because self-betrayal is one of the most painful things. I've been there, betrayed myself, sure. And I've healed from that. And I've endeavored never to do that again. And often we betray ourselves when we think that we have to shrink or not tend to our own needs in order to be loved. And so know that you do not have to shrink. You do not have to be small. You do not have to be forgiven for who you are. You do not have to be invisible. You do not have to become a pretzel in order to be loved. You do not have to be in service, heal everybody, or you know nobody heals anybody, but we can hold space for healing. You do not have to be a servant or a doormat or non-existent or a psychic sponge or the warrior of the relationship, or the parent of the relationship, or the one who does everything in order to be loved. In fact, I dare say, when you drop all the shoulds and you take care of yourself, you're going to, the person that's not getting what they want from you because they were used to the doormat isn't going to want to be around you. The person who wants somebody who's going to put up with their cheating is not going to want to be around you. The person who is lazy and doesn't want to do work for whatever reason is not going to be around you, but you get to be around you and you get to love yourself and you get to say to yourself, okay, it's another relationship that's ending or this is a rocky moment. And I love myself because that relationship is eternal. The relationship with our own spirit, the relationship with the divine, and then that moves outward. And so have those high standards, you know, I've known a lot of people who complain and it's hard when people are complaining after they've been married a long time or in a relationship a long time. It's easier when it's a shorter amount of time because then it's easier to undo it, right? But we have to understand that we also take part in the patterns that relationships take on. If we come in and we're the healer, don't worry, baby, I'll do everything. I'll do everything, baby. And then we get tired. Oh, they don't even book a date. They don't do this. They don't do that. Well, we have to own and have some accountability of our part. But that comes in with tapping into your intuition and saying, hey, what's my part in this? How can I be more accountable? Getting a therapy, working on trauma. Where else are we doing this? And so I know that this may be a little bit roundabout, but know that you do not have to shrink to become small. You do not have to put up with things in order to be loved. In fact, the less shit you put up with, the more loved you will be. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not some shit we're going to put up with because our partners put up with stuff too, because that is life. I'm talking about the big things. I'm talking about not being seen, not being heard. I'm talking about not feeling supported, not feeling um, intimacy, sexuality, conversation, being ignored, being the last on the list, not being cared for, not sharing time together, being the, the, the third wheel with a person who's already in a relationship. Unless that's what you want for reals, for reals. But do you really want that? And so tap into your intuition to guide you to your own healing, to your own love. And I know you will never regret it. Thank you all so much for being here. If you're still here, because I know this is a longie. And if you want to do a love relationship Akashic Record reading, just go in and book a regular reading, the Akashic Records. And when we get there, you'll be like, I want it to be all about love, girl. And we'll go in there. Sending you all huge love and just the biggest hug in the world, because I know that all of us deal with this one way or another. Un beso grande. Gracias, queridos. Ciao.